0: Hey guys, welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder as well as head of technology at Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity, and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome back to Tech People. I'm your host, Ken Corning speaking. Today, we will be discussing IT recruitment trends. I see myself, it is becoming even more difficult since COVID to recruit and retain talent in the IT, not only in Poland, but across Europe. So I thought it would be fantastic today to gain the insights of Louise O'Neill, who's the Director of Technology at the Berkeley Group, and talk to us about the current challenges and the trends in the space. So welcome to the show, Louise.
1: Thanks, Ken. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: No, thank you. Well, I tell you, like I said, I mean, I've seen it in the last year ourselves that it's just getting even more challenging to get people in the space. I'm looking forward to hearing from your experience working obviously across different sectors and different locations and maybe understanding a bit more about how companies are meeting these challenges.
1: Yeah. It has certainly been a challenging 18 months with COVID thrown into the mix as well. It's made it uh, even more of a challenge for everybody involved.
0: I'm not be, I can imagine. But listen, before we start, I always like to ask our guests a bit about themselves. Maybe give us a bit of background about who you are.
1: Sure. Um. So I suppose, look, I'm in recruitment five years. Background here, I suppose, I, I didn't start out in recruitment like most people. I kind of fell into it. But glad I did. Um. Started... Out in UCC, I'm, I'm a Cork woman, so it was kind That's of a bonus. Exactly. Yeah. It was more the language route. I went down in college and ultimately flipped after uh, nearly three years in project management with a translation company here in Cork to go into recruitment. So an exciting challenge, I suppose, at the time, it just sparked my interest. And it was obviously such a, a fast paced market that I thought, you know, I'll give this a go. And thankfully it's all worked out really well. I've been with the guys here in Barclay Group now for nearly eighteen months, and it's been a really busy eighteen months, but it's been fantastic. Came in here, I suppose, in June of 2020, which was peak pandemic time, and um, really challenging uh, market to come into, and I suppose to take over as well. But there was, I suppose, a lot of the teams here established, and it was okay. It was the right fit for me at the time, you know. So great to come in and uh, get kick started. So. My own background, this was on the recruitment front, has always been more on the technical infrastructure, IT management, security, uh, network system side of things. I would have done support as well when I started initially, IT support roles, tech support, language support. So uh, I've always been that, that kind of infrastructure focused on my own side of things. And this was more recently then, it's been moving more towards the client management and business development and growing things here for the business. So. Exciting to kind of get that change of career path while in recruitment. You know, it's, I think it just goes to show you don't have to be a recruiter all day, every day. You know, there's so much more to this role. So it's been great. Um, and now I am getting great exposure to to being able to talk to exciting people across the globe. So it's, it's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Fantastic. So tell me a bit, you know, in your experience then, what, what are the, what are the big challenges at the moment?
1: Well, I think. What we're seeing at the moment, in particular in Ireland, I think this is globally really is it's a candidate market out there. Mm-hmm. And in the technical market in particular, candidates can really dictate, I suppose, where they're coming from, what they want, where they're going. It's one of the most challenging times I've ever experienced with activating candidates and actually getting them over the line. And it's funny because, you know, you kind of think, you know, is it agencies? but our clients are the same. Every client is, you know, jobs at job ads, not getting a lot of responses, overall kind of I suppose engagement like that down. I'm kind of hoping it's gonna flip around a bit though in that sense, because obviously it's coming to the the time of going back to the office, you know, the 22nd okay. of October, I think is a key date here in Ireland where, you know, the government guideline of work from home is no longer gonna be in play. So it's going to be up to every business how they go about that. Um, now, I know most will adopt that um, hybrid working environment, but some won't. And I think a lot of people have probably been sitting back waiting. You know, if you've got kids in school and you're trying to juggle full-time work and managing everything, you probably weren't going to jump ship and try and get a new job during the pandemic, yeah. whereas now yeah. things are settling. So it'll be interesting, I think, over the next while to see how that flips, I think we may see a much more active candidate market as opposed to that fight for talent down the line. But it will be really interesting. because obviously, we've got the run up to Christmas now that, you know, it's a very short window between now and the end of the year, especially in recruitment. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting, but it has been a real candidate market
0: to date. Right. And you know, you mentioned there going up to Christmas, is that like, is it normally um, a very busy period or... Is it? it is. Yeah.
1: I think what you tend to see is companies either finishing their financial year, maybe as of the end of September, starting Q1 now in October, or alternatively, you see them trying to finish spending budgets for the year that's in a 2020 and their financial year ends in December. So you kind of have a couple of things in play there whereby people are brand new budgets, happy to go and spend, happy to hire, or alternatively, they're just trying to finish out their budget and get bums and seats before the end of the year. And of course, then it's the whole planning phase of, you know, we're coming into a new year. Do we have our headcounts counted in? Do we know where we're looking to hire? Do we know what those crucial hires are? So it's it's always very busy. I suppose last week alone, like just on the technical support side of things, we got in uh, 17 new roles just in on one desk, you know. So it is certainly getting busier. So I think, as I mentioned, it is a really short window between now and Christmas. You know, I think we're really playing with seven or eight weeks. Because Mm -hmm. as soon as we hit December, everyone downs tools, you know. We love to say it doesn't happen, but everyone's winding down. You're trying to finish out maybe projects or finish out really important stuff that you have to get done by year end. So hiring tends to go on the back burner then until January. And then it kind of takes until February to ramp back up on that hiring front. So the next few months is really, the next couple of months is really busy for winding down and and planning.
0: Very interesting. You mentioned there that you feel that, there's not a lot of people looking at the moment, which is part of the challenge we're facing, that they're on the sidelines. Is it also, have you also seen a lot of companies just recruiting exceptionally numbers of new people also?
1: Yeah, I think what we've probably seen is a, a pause on hiring throughout the pandemic. I think that the real buzz right now is that digital transformation plans, that especially on the IT infrastructure, cloud security front, companies have probably paused. You know, key bodies of project work that they've had to do, which has obviously resulted now in them making the plans and saying, okay, we really have to go for this. So it may not be a case that companies did not hire, but they certainly wouldn't have hired in the level at the level that they usually would. But I think that coupled with, okay, now we really have to get going, get moving on all of this work, you know, to keep the business functioning from a technical standpoint. I think that's probably what's going to drive on the hiring. So. It's a bit of a combination. I think it's been a, a mixed, that perfect storm, you know, for every business. It's let's wait. And now everyone's kind of scrambling at the last minute, you know?
0: Right. And you mentioned there, which also I've seen my, in my own experiences, like things like ads, people not responding. So, I mean, how, how what are the kind of solutions out there then to, you know, attract and recruit people?
1: It's a challenge, all right, I suppose it's like for us, it's constantly going to those jobs boards, trying to, you know, make sure we're in the right places. For okay. example, LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn is probably one of the most active platforms because it's so mobile friendly. You know, it's it's a bit like a Facebook or a Twitter or whatever that you can go in and see what's going on. But like as a business, I suppose we put a lot of time last twelve months into our marketing as well to make sure that we're, I suppose, going out there with fresh looking stuff and really. You know, going out with the polls, going out with the, the good uh, I suppose job ads and stuff that as best we obviously can to attract yeah. people. But I suppose if it's it's the typical kind of recruitment life cycle whereby you go on the jobs boards but the vicious circle there, it's I suppose jobs boards are probably becoming a little bit older in style, where most people are looking to LinkedIn and more modern technologies to actually recruit or to apply for roles. We do have I suppose a great software that we're growing here. It's, it's called Elevate. It's a second part of our business here in Berkeley Group and it is a, it's an AI tool. And what it does for us is we have a talent pool and it's very proactive in reaching out to candidates. So for example, if I have a job that is listing, you know, 10 key technologies, the AI actually tracks those technologies and can identify the similar technology stacks within our system. So it. Pulls out even more relevant candidates and does proactively send notifications to those people if they're, you know, a good fit for a role technically. And that can help us to kind of keep up to speed and, and get more accurate detail from people. So we come at it from a few different angles, but look, it really is all about getting out there, getting your name, your brand, building all of that. That's really crucial in this industry because it is such a fast paced market.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's easy to, you know, just apply for something directly or. Or maybe you're going through a few different agencies um, to get support. But it's always supposed for us about getting there first, you know.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, actually, it's a good point you mentioned as well about it's a candidates market. So what are the candidates looking for? You know, when they go to you guys, what are the kind of questions? Yeah. What, are they, what should companies be doing or to get, you know, to attract these guys?
1: I think there's a couple of aspects to it. I think the first question now that we get asked is, What's the work from home environment? You know, what's that hybrid going to look like post COVID? You know, when life goes back to to full normality, whenever that may be, it is certainly like it's that flexibility. People want to know that they can come into the office on a Wednesday and a Friday, and that's all that's expected. Overall, I suppose people are looking at benefits packages. You know, twenty days annual leave now, for example, in Ireland is is minimum. Most people are looking at it, expecting more healthcare, pensions, like all of that stuff is really important to candidates now. If you right. can, I suppose, put together, like obviously there's a lot of startups that may offer shares and those options. They are incredibly attractive to candidates as well, because obviously that's money in the bank, hopefully mm-hmm. further down the line, you know, if things go yes. well and that gets a little bit of different, I suppose, investment from candidates. If they know that they have a an investment there, they're going to work a little bit harder for you as well. I think on the flip side, when it comes to, technology, though, candidates are really interested to know what you're working on. You know, like, are companies moving to the cloud? Are they moving from on-prem? All of that stuff is really important because they want to be working with the most up-to-date technologies. Mm-hmm. Like if we look at, for example, software developers as well, they don't want to work on legacy projects. They want to work on new, cool stuff that they can really get stuck into and they're excited by it. And yeah. um, They don't want to kind of sit and just code all day. So it really is about bringing the excitement across technology to say, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what we're trying to achieve. So it's a few different angles. Some people, of course, look, everyone's going to tell you they're not motivated by money. It doesn't really matter. I always kind of laugh at that because everyone's motivated by by money. You know, no matter what you say, we all have bills to pay. And um, So you might say, oh, I take a pay cut for that. But the realization is you probably won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I've heard it all before. It never happens. Everyone wants to move for for more, you know, more opportunity, realistically, a better base salary or, you know, maybe a better benefits package. There's always something that's going to motivate people to move. So it's just about getting the balance for, for some people. Most of the time, a good tech stack can really attract good, good candidates.
0: Interesting. Very, very interesting. And have you seen salaries increase a lot in the last two years?
1: They've definitely jumped. I think we went through that period of everything just staying level. Of course, in Ireland, there was the this was the unemployment payments. There was a also the other I suppose support that the government gave, whereby maybe people dropped down a little bit if they if they had to at the time. That's certainly turned around now. I think any company that had to do that has probably looked at taking care of their their staff since. But we are seeing that demand getting higher. I mean, there's certain areas, for example, in the software development side of things. Certain candidates, certain tech stacks that are really demanding those salaries. Okay. It is similar on the security and the cloud front. All of those skills are in demand. We do have a skills shortage in Ireland when it comes to the cloud and security and developers. You know, I mean, you often, sometimes we sit back and think, where is, where is all of our talent? You know, where is the Irish talent? Yes. You know, we got. I suppose there's, obviously there's a lot in Canada. There's a lot. We're scattered across the globe. You know, <laughs> typical yeah. Irish. We always take off to go somewhere. But it's yes, salaries have definitely increased. There is more demand. You're not kind of looking at your typical ten percent pay increase now for a move. Some people are looking for a lot more, probably closer to that fifteen to twenty, even pushing twenty five percent if they're if they are underpaid. So it's wow, that's a big jump. Yeah, it's in demand.
0: And how about, you know, you mentioned about the working from home. So are a lot of companies now changing to fully remote or is it going to be a mix or what's happening?
1: Most, control? yeah, most are looking at that hybrid environment whereby they'll be flexible. Right. I think okay. every business knows if they go back to this 100% on site, it's just not going to work. They're going to lose staff. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, if it's a rule that you have to be there, then that's fine. Most, you know, of course, if you're working on a, a planned floor or, you know, if you have to be on site to lay a network or whatever might need being done, you know, physically, but people want that flexibility. I think everyone realized during COVID, what are we sitting in traffic for? You know, if you're up in Dublin, you might be there sitting for two hours each way in traffic or you're on a train and you're crowded in. People don't want that anymore. People yeah. want the balance. And, you know, it is true. We have shown. And most businesses that have come out the other side of this now know that things can be done remotely. So trying to force this archaic five days a week on site, it really I isn't know. going to float. <laughs> no, it's going to be such a challenge for businesses if they go down that route and really push it.
0: Yeah. And tell me about the recruitment process. What can companies for example, expect in terms of a lead time? So if somebody came to you and said, listen, I need a senior software engineer. Like what, what would you say is an average, is there an average lead time in terms of recruitment and get those people on board?
1: Probably used to be easier to put a time frame on things pre-COVID because, especially if you have a client that was engaged, you're probably looking for a permanent hire, anywhere between, you know, kind of a four week process, maximum six. That has certainly changed now to being much longer. Um, I think what we're seeing is more so a six, to eight, maybe even 10 week process for anyone hiring. Wow. It is much longer. It is a challenge, especially if you're looking, for example, on the software development side of things. Uh, there's a lot of most of the tech tests, technical conversations to be had, depending where hiring managers are located. You know, are they in Ireland? Are they in the US? What are the time differences? Trying to coordinate everything then I think yeah. in that remote way. You can't walk up to someone's desk and say, Ken, are you free in the morning to speak to Louise? She's a brilliant developer. I'm really excited about her. You know, you might be chatting someone, trying to get their attention. And, you know, maybe someone's in the depths of a project and they're just not paying attention. It is really challenging to get things moving. I think, you know, we've we've had one process with one client, because of the the very niche technical stack, it, it was a four to six month process. And that was really long. Now, it it worked out well in the end, but it was really challenging to manage candidates through that process, to manage clients through that process as well, because you're trying to keep everyone engaged and you know ensure them that this is still happening. You know, we're not just... I think recruiters always get a bad name for that. It's all they're not telling me anything. Sometimes we're feeling around in the dark as well. You know, we're really trying to push lines for feedback what's the story you know give me an update when i go ahead and tell the candidate this isn't happening and it's sometimes it, it really is just we need a little bit more time but it, it's a challenge from all sides of things for everybody involved but definitely longer processes which are yeah for everybody <laughs> it's um really frustrating trust me
0: <laughs> it's a bit difficult
1: yes absolutely <laughs> yeah.
0: but you mentioned actually because that, that again makes it more difficult to recruit people and my experience, you know, is there like a best, you know, process in terms of recruitment? Like, I don't know how many interviews, is there technical interviews, uh, the time to turn? Is there like something that you recommend or is there, is um, there even a general rule of thumb or the companies are so different?
1: Yeah, I think like each company is so different. You know, we have one client that they have their process, which is set at five rounds of interview. And all of those are very technical interviews. We have other clients then that might say, we love this person, we're going to move as quickly as possible. Sometimes it just depends on the company. And I suppose, you know, the multinationals are fantastic, but they will always have a lot of boxes to tick. So while we can encourage and say you need to move quickly on this, it may not necessarily be the easiest thing to do because of the red tape. The smaller companies like that base, for example, here in Cork, like I think we can influence them a little bit more and try and push them to do things quicker. And most of them, they want to get it done. You know, I mean, they're not going out to market to. waste time you know because what you know they're just not going to do that but in saying that you know we do try and tidy up processes for clients we try and make it easier we try and give them as much information as possible going out to them with cvs you know with salary details with everything so the more we give obviously the easier it is to kind of move things along so i think that's kind of something we can control ourselves is Being that real consultative approach of, okay, well, give us everything, we'll give it all back to you, and we'll try and guide this as quickly as we possibly can. So it does depend on each client. The ideal is two to three rounds of interview. I understand for more technical roles, there may be a bit more digging needed, you know, a little bit more, I suppose, getting down into the weeds of understanding coding or, you know, those kind of technical challenges. But the quicker people can move, the better. Like if you have a process that goes on for four to six weeks yourself, you're kind of thinking, oh, is this worth it? Yeah. <laughs> so we do try and reduce everything down as much as we can.
0: Makes sense. Talk you, So you mentioned about some of the in demand. So what are like the real in demand roles at the moment?
1: I think what well, Cork is great at, of course, Quark is great, but um, <laughs> it, it's our own little hub down here. I suppose really on that security front, you know, we have an awful lot of companies down here, you know, Trend Micro, I suppose Malware Bytes. There's so folks, there's so many that are there on that kind of security focus front. And, um, but that has become a real little hub down here. Security candidates are in demand. You know, anyone with that experienced security across network systems, infrastructure, cloud, everything that's really in demand. The other side of things, cloud, of course, is, is everyone's more or less everyone's moving to, to some form of cloud. Right. That's another area that's really pushing. I think the software roles across all tech stacks are always going to be in demand in Cork. We do have a real, real software development hub down here as well. So that all languages, it's not necessarily one over the other, but I think we've certainly seen an increase in the demand in the likes of Kotlin as a, you know, a real demand in, in Cork. It's always changing. So it's about candidates now who are more up to date with their technologies. Maybe they're Azure AWS certified on the cloud side of things. Maybe they had their CISSPs on the security front. You know, it's it's the people who are kind of ahead of the game and trying to always be there with the technology as it's moving that will ultimately land those nice jobs. But it is all about security, cloud, right. software dev. They're all, to be honest, in demand. And I think now going back to offices as well and all of that stuff, we're probably going to see a jump on the support side of things, you know, your help desks, your service desk engineers, because people are going to be coming back in with, Issues getting set up, you know, maybe network issues, system issues, depending on obviously how they've managed things throughout COVID. But it's very busy. I think we're also going to really see an increase on that project management um, solution architecture side of things. Uh, We've seen one client last week, for example, came out to us with four different solution architect roles up in Dublin. Those types of roles whereby you're, you know, really in demand from a client and internal perspective are really going to and that that goes hand in hand with the digital transformation piece as well that every company is looking at
0: interesting but yeah it must be you know from listening to what was telling me the older technologies so companies that are working a lot of older technologies must be really suffering i guess to try and attract talent then are right?
1: they yeah those yes like it is a challenge you know if someone like quark is a, a quark is a windows system environment okay. you know like so it. If a company is specifically working, for example, with Linux or that older type of, of environment that was not old, it's just, it's very different. But in Cork, yeah. it's, it's predominantly Windows. It is more of a challenge to to find that talent. As I mentioned earlier, like on the software development side of things, like if, if they're legacy projects and, you know, old tech stacks as well, it's just not as appealing to, it, to candidates. So it does, yeah, it does make it more challenging. I think um those more niche stacks are... Yeah, they're very, very tough to find, definitely.
0: Yeah, fantastic, guys. Very great and fantastic insights. Really appreciate you coming on today. Um, if people want to get uh, in touch with you or if you want to have a, a, a sneaky shout out for your business, please uh, of course. let us know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you can find um, all the detail on us on Berkeley Group. We're based in Douglas and Cork. So if you want to have a look, you can find us there. you find my details on the website as well. And of course, any jobs that we've posted. We do work roles across the UK and Europe as well on contract and permanent sites. So anyone who's, who's looking can, of course, go there for a look and see. And, and of course, reach out if anyone has any questions. I'd be happy to help at
0: any stage. Brilliant, Louise. Thank you so much for your insights
1: today. No problem, Ken. Thanks for having me.